Al-Bayan Radio presents the following program, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, as-salatu wassalamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa manwala. Assalamu alaikum dear brothers and sisters, welcome to another edition of the Book Review Podcast. I'm your host Abu Abdurrahman and I'm very pleased to be joined on this eve of Arafah we can say with my dear brother, dear guest, dear Sheikh, Sheikh Farhan bin Rafi'ah. Assalamu alaykum. Wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you doing today? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. It's a triple header today. Yeah, looking pumped. Alhamdulillah. Just finished the lesson on, on the great day of Arafah and then Tafsir Surah Al-Baqarah wa Ayah number 9 completed today. Ayah number 9 completed. About the Munafiqun. We're still going through the Munafiqun. It's going to be a few I'm more sure I do it like about the Munafiqin. The Munafiqun was the Asr. I never knew about is a Harf Jar. Really? <laughs> oh, come on, mate. <laughs> is. is. <laughs> no, but yeah, anyway, we're still on the Munafiqun right now, still. Um, and we're going to keep going for a few more weeks. Hopefully we can get... Yeah, I was aiming to do two, three today. Sure. But because we had the dars before it, and by the time we were finished, the brothers were like nearly knocking out. So it was a bit of an information yeah. overload. Maybe before we start um, our book review podcast today, maybe we can give a quick reminder for the brothers and sisters to fast Tuesday, um, the day of Arafah, mm. as it wipes away the previous year and the coming year, as the Prophet ﷺ tells us in an authentic narration. Mm. And he says about this day, which is the ninth day of the Hijjah, and we've already entered that night. So the days of the month for us, they start off at Maghrib, that's our, our new day. But tomorrow from Fajr, it all begins. Right, everything begins from Fajr. So something that is uh, special about this day is that Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam he says about this day that uh, there are there is no day that Allah subhanahu wa taala frees more people from the hellfire than the day of Arafah. Now, tomorrow is that day, Tuesday. Uh, tomorrow is is the day of Arafah. Now, something that is uh, interesting to note is what is Arafah? Why do we why do we actually care about why is it even called Arafah so the first thing is that Arafah is a place Arafah is a place between Mecca and Ta'if and it is a place that the Hujjaj will stand tomorrow uh, on the 9th of Dhul Hijjah uh, and they will stand there until the sunset of that day making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and glorifying him and praising him and worshipping him alone now, this is a day that is special. Why? Because an Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says about the Hujjajra in Arafah, he says, Al-Hajj Arafah. He says that Hajj itself is Arafah. Yani, the person who misses Hajj, misses Arafah has misses Hajj. There's like, no, oh, I was late and I rocked up the, like five minutes after. No, qada. Come back next year, we'll see you then. So, this is a momentous occasion where uh, so many people from across the world, whatever color of their skin, whatever country they're from, I think it's like over 90 different nationalities or something like that, that are all rocking up to Hajj this year. Apparently it's record numbers as well. Oh, it's going to be. This will be over 5 million. Allahu alam. Allahu alam. I, I genuinely think it should be four. Uh, over four plus easy, Allahu alam. Um, but we'll find out very, very soon. <laughs> we'll find out very soon. Um, so we're going to have this momentous occasion where there's four million plus people standing on one plane of land where an Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the companions stood. And an Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he made dua from the time of Buhr till sunset. He even combined his prayers. 
and he continuously made dua without once dropping his hands down. Allahu Akbar, yani, there is a, a narration, it's got weakness in it, but it says the best dua that one can make is on the day of Arafah. Ya Allah, yani, this is something that we should be coming back to closely and trying to be a, of those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala frees from the hellfire on this day. Now this is a day that is almost forgotten by those who are not in Arafah, which is a, is, a, is a shame. So yes, the bare minimum is that you fast. And we fast this day because the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fasted this day. Yeah. And it is a sunnah. And it is something that the salaf would try to strive for. If they would miss it because of travel, now they'd make sure that they would try to fast it. Even if they were traveling, they would make sure that they were fasted. Because there's no making up of this day like Ramadan. So that's the first thing that fasting this day. But then the dhikr. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that the best dhikr, the best thing that I have made dua with in the, the prophets before me is a specific dua. What is it? La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la lahu al-mulk wa al-hamd wa ala kulli shayin qadir. Constantly repeat it. There is no deity worthy of worship except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Wahda la sharika He has no partners. And he has all of dominion and power. To him is all praise. And he is able to do all things. And this is something that is beautiful that we can remind ourselves and constantly live by. But it's like a recharge. A recharge for you in this one day that you can come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the remainder of the year. Now, that's some of the reasons that يعني, we should try to go above and beyond uh, for this day. But it's a preparation for يعني, the greatest day of the year, which is Yawm al-Nahar, which is the Eid al-Adha, which is coming up, which is the 10th of the Hijjah. But something that is beautiful is that the hadith of uh, the day of Arafah, one of the hadith specifically, it says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes close. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. He comes close. And then he is, يعني, he's happy, he's praising almost, he's boasting about it almost, and he says, what do they want? What do these people oh, want? He is saying, what do they want? يعني, what he, the, the, the answer is not given because it's a rhetorical question. It's saying, what do they want? Whatever they want, I'm going to give them. Whatever they want. They want maghfirat, done. They want something from me, done. Whatever they want and ask from me, we will give them. Imagine Allah is saying, what do they want? And he's close for this occasion. And if you're going to be heedless on this day, يعني, it's a shame. It's a shame. So we have to come close back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have to come on this day in preparation back to Nabi sallallahu alayhi back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, back on the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and keep coming close and striving for the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this very special day. On this very special day. So it's not just a regular day. It's not a Tuesday. It's the ninth day of the Hijjah. So it's a day that we should just go above and beyond. Insha'Allah. So dear brothers and sisters, make sure you fast Tuesday, tomorrow. I got some very exciting news and I want to get your reaction. Yeah. Okay, this is first first time we do it online. I think Mashallah. some of the brothers may have seen it in the Masajid. Is it already in the Masjid? Uh, yes. Wow, I am kind of upset now. Yeah, a few days ago, I think, but not, not fully released yet. It's mainly released on the day of Eid al-Adha, uh-huh. Wednesday, Mashallah. at the Eid prayers of Eid al-Adha. And, and, and other centers and places of... Mashallah. Uh, uh, shops and, and the like. Mm. So I want to get your instant reaction. You haven't seen it yet. This is the new ASWJ calendar. Wow. HD calendar, prayer calendar, uh, events uh, for the 1445 Hijri year. MashaAllah. 2023-2024 ASWJ annual calendar. 
Let me know what you think. Okay, first, there's got to be a like a disclaimer. A yep. I always love the calendars. That's it. Here I it always the love the calendars. The calendars. Yeah, I got this on the back of my front door. When I leave my house, it's the first thing, the last thing I see of my house. This is like the most important thing. <laughs> it's always there just before I leave. And I love that it's always every single month is a different yeah, anything that you can learn and you can like maximize of what you do. Let's see how they've done Let's it, inshallah. But it's I genuinely love the the calendars of ASWJ. It's always something yeah, even subhanAllah, people who've never prayed in an ASWJ masjid, they will usually have the calendars. Yes. It's unbelievable. Very popular. It's a very popular thing, mashallah. Yeah, yeah, and, and we've heard many times that you know, with technology, all this is getting old. But in reality, nah. the demand is still huge. Yeah, yeah, it's massive. The yani, man, you know, every he's, he's time with this, every he, he time, know that as every well. time, subhanallah, yani, just at the end of the year, at the shop, there's always people like, "Has it come? Has <laughs> the calendars come?" Yeah, I still remember back in the days, but there have been some wonderful calendars. calendars so, the, so the first page there has who Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah is in English and Arabic, the various centres in Sydney and around Australia in Melbourne and Perth. Then it has the advertisers and the sponsors. Oh, I that is them. really good. Mashallah. And then it goes to Muharram, the first month of the Islamic year. And yeah. the theme this year, we forgot to fail to mention at the start, oh, mothers of believers. is the mothers of the believers. That is hectic. That so, is uh, very nice. Starts off with who else? Khadija bint Khawailid radiallahu anha. There's a bit really about her in English and in Arabic. But that's, you know what I'm liking right now? Yes, that is awesome. But it's got the QR code. It's got the QR code over here with the Sheikh Nasim's. Yeah, so it's got QR codes to lessons on each page. That is relevant hectic. to the month. So, so for example, the day of Ashura. What is Ashura? What are we, what's so historical about it? What's the virtues of it? That is awesome. And uh, has also, yeah, the QR code helps a lot in how you can donate and support the calendar because the, the calendar is given out for free. Yes, there are sponsors to support it and make it possible. May Allah uh, bless them and, and bless their businesses. So you can get it from your ASWJ centers and uh, certain shops who are who are holding it and will be available at Dar es Salaam, Islamic Bookstore in Lakemba, Bukhari House, Islamic Bookstores. And probably the best place to get it is at your Eid in the Park, ASWJ prayer location. And we'll mention them later, such as uh, Louisa Reserve in Bass Hill, uh, in Campbelltown, in GRYC, where they pray as well. We'll mention all those locations a bit later on in the program. Uh, so get your calendar. Barakallah uh, fikum at your local ASWJ Center, Eid in the Park or the Eid prayer locations. And also Dar es Salaam Islamic Bookstores and uh, Bukhari House Islamic Bookstore. Um, and supermarkets in the area. <laughs> Most of them stock it, alhamdulillah. <laughs> so we'd like to ask Allah to reward all the brothers who were behind this calendar. A lot of work goes in to preparing, checking, uh, and the rest of it. And it looks it's very done in good. Order as well, which what is do really you think? Really Let me know. No, it's, it's done, I've just spoken about it. It's done very, very well. It's done very, very well. It's, yani the English is is very easy to read. The Arabic, the only thing that I would, I would love is if they put harakat on there. Yeah, the Arabic font is something that that that, that uh, I believe as well. That that's I, I that was my only thing. Like because yeah, that especially like Juwaidia bintu, yeah, bintu Harid. Unless you, you know, you you solid, with yeah, the, uh, solid running writing or uh, it's not easy. I think it's not like that on every page. No, it isn't. Uh, it's, no, it's it is. It is. Font, yeah. it is. Um, some feedback for next year. But like, there's one of them that has it all in 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 the harakat, which is good. The prepare for Ramadan. This is hectic, mashallah. It's got so many people on this. Sheikh Zuhair, Sheikh Khalid, Sheikh Muhammad, virtues of Ramadan, Sheikh Nazir. These are, and these are some really solid lessons. I remember listening to them. 
MashaAllah, Tabarak al-Rahman, that's awesome. Yeah, so the QR codes on each each page there, relevant to the month, you know, Ramadan, the month before Ramadan, Sha'ban, you can, you know, preparation for Ramadan, you know, virtues of Ramadan, Muharram, Ashura, Rajab, and, and the rest of it. I wish so, they uh, would have put a QR code on Ramadan, like something on Aqeedah, something on Tawheed. It should be there. It's, I'm on the Ramadan, uh, I'm on the Ramadan here, the sacred month of Ramadan, there's no QR code in this one. That would have been really It's probably good. the month before. It's on the, the month before. It's yeah. got heaps on preparing for Ramadan. But it would have been cracker. Yeah, I think next month, I think uh, next one we should have on, on each page. I on think each page, yeah, one yeah, lesson, yeah. even if it's a general lesson. Let's, let's some feedback there. That's some a, feedback like a, there for the tech man. He can, he's part I, of the I'm team. Not, I'm not bagging it. It's still the best calendar that exists in Australia. I don't care what anyone says. This is the best stuff. This is goodies. If someone doesn't have this in their house, do you even have a calendar? <laughs> so get yours at the Eid in the, uh, in the, Eid in the Park pre-locations. In Bankstown or Bass Hill at the Louisa Reserve, the Velodrome, Bass Hill. They'll be praying Eid prayer at 8.15 on Wednesday. That is so uh, cool. Liverpool, Woodward Park off Hoxton Park Road, uh, Wednesday, 7.45 uh, prayer time. Is it scheduled to rain uh, so far? Uh, light schedule. Serious. It's lightly, but uh, so if, it should if it be does, okay. So if it does rain, then we go back to... We'll get there. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, let's m- Minto Netball Courts at Campbelltown, Redfern Road, Minto, 7.45 prayer time. And for the brothers and sisters in Wollongong uh, out there, Give some big salam to the people in the gong. I love the gong. Uh, Wollongong University Sports Hub, 7.45. In the chance of rain, which is highly unlikely, Wallahu alam. Huh. As we know, the Bankstown Markets the is the default for yep. prayer, uh, for um, if it rains, wet weather location. But <laughs> we hope that it will be good for uh, for the brothers and sisters in the Bankstown or Canary Bankstown area uh, to pray in Louisa Reserve, the Velodrome, Bass Hill, off the Hume Highway there. Uh, so prayer time will be eight fifteen sharp. You know what's Stay hectic? updated you know, on Blair and Radio. You know what's hectic on what this? What is it? What? The, I went to the Hijjah for the next year, and they got little sheep emoji, emo, emojis, right? But they got no faces. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That is really. That's good. yours. MashaAllah, uh, Allah bless the brothers and make sure you get your ASWJ calendar, prayer calendar for the new Hijri year of fourteen forty-five. Because as we know, we're in the last month of the Hijri year, the Hijjah. And tomorrow's the ninth, so around 20, 20 or so days left. So get yours quick as possible. They do run out sometimes, so be be quick. Let's get back to the theme of this podcast and the whole aim we're here today, ta'ala, the book review podcast. Today we wanted to discuss how to start a library. Yeah. And we've been asked many, many times, but I couldn't help but see one of my favorite books for a great sheikh, Rahimullah, uh, one of the most popular books in the Islamic world. Probably uh, the, the like yeah, it's the no fortress good. of the Muslim, um, a book we've all seen. It comes in different uh, shapes and sizes. It's an app now. It's a bigger print came out. But something I saw and I never knew, and you just told me Barakalafik, that the Sheikh wrote it, Sheikh Saad Al Qahtani, rahimahullah, hey, actually Sha'id. done a commentary Sha'id. on it. Hey. Fill us in. So first, let's go to the English one, right? The one thing that I've hated about Fortress of the Muslim in the English language is that it's always tiny. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And the black edition, the normal black with the plastic cover, the normal paperback cover, the pages actually fall out after six months of use. Okay, it's something that they don't tell you in the fine print. The pages fall out. So then they came out with the nice edition, the $6 edition, which was like leather bound. You know what I mean? It was nice, like a nice cover. It didn't last long. No, 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 but it was a good, my, my, my leather one, uh, it's lasted me a while, right? Uh, it's been a good thing, but 
you still have to come through the fact that it's a tiny edition. It's a tiny book. It's pocket size. Now, I'm getting old now, man. I am. I know it doesn't seem like it. Maybe it's the stress going to my head um, or the bad diet. Allahu A'lam. What could it be? But my eyes are getting bad. And so the tiny ones, they just don't do it for me anymore. I can't, I can't do small fonts anymore. I can't do small Qur'ans. The least that it has to be is palm size now for me. Because anything above that, I can get like, I feel like I'm going to get sick if I'm like in a car mm. and rereading something tiny. And then it feels like you need a magnifying glass to listen to it or read it or something. It doesn't work. So that's why I love. Now, wallah, it's, it's been here for about a year now-ish almost. Maybe longer, Allah alam. But it's a reprint of Fortress of the Muslim. Exactly. Exactly. Same. Reprint. So the one that Dar salam printed? Dar salam but this was printed by Da'wah Kona from Malaysia. Now, the thing that I love about this, right? It's beautiful yellow pages. And it's a thick page. The page that you know that you feel like you feel like you're touching a paper. You know what I mean? But it's a thick page. Before you yeah. continue. Yeah, sorry. Uh, my bad. Da'wah Corner. Have you visited the bookstore of Da'wah Corner? In I fixed, I visited it in Mecca. Mecca? I visited it in Mecca, yeah. They've got a pretty big store there. Yeah, it's pretty, huh? pretty it's gigantic. Pretty nice, huh? For a while that was like, because that's like the only English other than Dar there's a there's like in Mecca, that's the only place that you can get some solid books. Look, I love the brothers at Da'wah Corner. I love what they do. But they need a proper, like a, a proper editor maybe. A good reviser. You know, like the, what they did to the Shokani book um, in, in Fiqh. Uh, uh, I, and some of the other books as well. Um, it needs a, it needs someone who's I've solid. Some, I've got English. some feedback about that book, but we'll leave it. We gotta that was Da'wah Corner as well, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah I'm pretty sure it's not 100% sure, I'm sure but I'm pretty, yeah, I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's, the Shokani, well, the a, newer, a newer publisher. Yeah, yeah. It's not the IPH mm. or that. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Definitely guys. So it needs, they need a bit of touch-up. It needs a bit of fine-tuning. But it's bad. It's good. It's good. But this one is good. Yeah. This is good. So you're talking about the yellow papers and bigger I'm talking about the yellow pages. I'm, and so firstly, the yellow pages. Like, wow. Right? The the, uh, the du'as are numbered. Everything is, is mashallah. It's, it's, it's all there. The translation is there. The transliteration is there. How to say it in English, the Arabic du'as, is all there as well. But the font is big. It's inviting. So I would say... Yani, this is one of yani, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best but this is probably the most printed book after the Quran in the Islamic world oh, because uh, think of any aza you've been to think of any wedding you've been to think of any type of place they used to give this book in container loads for free is that the most sold book in your in the bookstore that is in the bookstore Probably. Falls down on the line. <laughs> Good calling, me. <laughs> Sir, you've been called in. Um, yani, probably because like you go through, we have like this is one of the books that we have a hundred bundle for. People want to get a hundred copies, so we've got a hundred bundle bulk buying option. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So by default, like we have like thousands usually. You know what I mean? So, um, it is. I genuinely think it's probably the most sold in a person's lifetime. Yani, Sheikh uh, Saeed bin Ali bin. Wahaf Al-Qahtani Rahmatullah Alayh um, He passed away a few years back um, And he was a beautiful sheikh And he had MashaAllah Long beard as well MashaAllah um, And he was a scholar in his own right And he has a few books I have a few books of his uh, One of them I'm pretty sure was Al-Wala' wal Bara' I'm pretty sure he wrote He wrote a copy of that If I'm not mistaken as well So he's got a few books MashaAllah Tabarak Al-Rahman 
um, I يعني, but this book here in his lifetime it just spread and inshallah that shows uh, a good niyyah so they left the same tahqiq in there or the check in and the grading of the hadith everything, haven't added anything to that يعني, everything is they've done the azu of the ahadith so if something is in Fathul Bari or Tirmidhi or um, Sahih Tirmidhi um, but the thing is that not very often is something other than that said um, so for instance like if we go to what to say uh, sorry 272 um, for instance this one here is what to say when sacrificing an animal that's good very important Allahumma taqabbal minni or you can say Allahumma hadha minni walak that's another dua that's over here as well Allahumma minka walak this is from you and to you so the reference over here is in Sahih Muslim and Al-Bayhaqi what is between the brackets is from Bayhaqi and others the last phrase of the supplication was related from the narration of Muslim it's it's fine mashallah this is but like with the amount of Nashr this has with the intishar that it has with the spread of this book very rarely does a book like this go that in a lifetime of a person spread that far in in Islamic history almost Allahu alam, a book to go that viral you know what I mean we're in, nearly in every Islamic culture have a look at it it's and, uh, it comes in different colors different maybe sizes maybe the tech man can put the link to it immediately tech man what do you reckon straight in the link the comments there on YouTube and Facebook so the brothers can get it immediately ideal for as a gift as well yeah, no. Fahid? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I uh, if, so Beautiful. what I would directly recommend is about 130 um 130 things that you got to really focus on in that in that book, right? Now, something that's important to do, I would say take one week at a time or one a day or one every 3 days and memorize this book. This yes. is one of the best books to memorize. I remember there was a lot of programs in the masajid back in the day for the younger boys to actually, there's the pages there, mm. where the younger boys used to memorize from the fortress of a Muslim. Very good mm. idea. Get them to memorize certain dua. A hundred percent. This is like... I just want to see where I landed there. What to say upon completing the wudu. Alhamdulillah, that's good. <laughs> what to say when leaving home. This is one of my favorite books and it is a revised edition as the Sheikh mentioned. Uh, we will be posting the link there for those who would like to get their edition for okay. themselves for their family members now this is what i'm personally more interested in yeah and you, you know that let me know okay go with this so this is called ithaf al-muslim ithaf al-muslim and this is sheikh saeed himself the person who wrote fortress of the muslim this gigantic book which was first published oh, in five volumes is oh, a commentary of his own work he wrote this commentary this book is approximately, let me just check how many pages this is. This is over 2,000 pages, mate. This is over 2,000 2, pages. Don't tell me that it's in columns, the writing. No, no. It's I not hope in, not. It's not in columns. It's a good, good print. This is one of the hardest books to come by. It's currently out of print. I tried ordering, ordering it again. It's out of print. It's out of, like, you can't find a copy. Only in five volume? Only in one volume? You can only, currently you can only find it in one volume. So this is called Ithaf al-Muslim, the Sharh of... Hislan Muslim, Wallahi, I'm struggling. Whatever, yeah. It's huge, bro. It's over two thousand uh, pages. The publisher, this one. This one here, we get it from uh, we get it from uh, Lebanon, but it's published by Jarisi, uh, which is in Riyadh. In Riyadh, so yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's where they're only at. Um, and the Sheikh lived in Riyadh, didn't he? Sheikh I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty Allah. sure. Allahu Alam. He lived in Saudi, but I don't know exactly where. Allahu Alam. But this commentary is like cracker because like he gives you what do you benefit from the ahadith what do you benefit from oh there you go Sheikh. here we go, oh, here we go. <laughs> do, do i don't think i should it? be lifting this much <laughs> oh, my bad. that's heavy that is heavy <laughs> that is quite heavy pages um my little hand tech man 
اتحاف المسلم بشرح حصن المسلم beautiful there we go right there that it's is beautiful that is a yeah yeah so this one took me a while to get when I mind if you actually forget it here <laughs> uh, yeah I, I like you yeah. but you know <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't advise anyone to never lend, lend your books. Lend out books, especially never books ever like lend this, your books. It's very hard to get. Nah, don't do it. Don't do it. I don't yeah. care what anyone we'll says. We'll talk about that later. That's yeah. an excellent topic. Oh, definitely. Really, yeah. Very will. nice, and yeah, the the print is good. Yeah, the print is very checking good. Checking up the ahadith. Yeah, no, no, no. There's a lot of work that's been done, and the commentary is not a small commentary. It's a very in-depth yeah. commentary. Yeah, give the brothers and sisters there. This it's is in Arabic, very, obviously. Very, very. Anything like this in English? Nah. Commentary on the Fortress of Muslim. Anyone tried that? I know less. There's been lessons about it. Mm. No one's published it. No one's published it. Kitab al Athkar has been. Um, you can find a copy of that, but that's Imam Nawawi rahmatullah and no. you can find uh, excellent like Muhammad some Barak. other books. Bismillah. I should have just this left one. it here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably one of the harder books to find, but you can find a PDF quite easily. And the Sheikh, with his books, he was quite free with who can print and what it was. I don't know about specifically this book, if he's given the authority to print, allow to print, but I'm pretty sure you could access the PDF of this legally. Um, and that's a, another... We'll be accessing it, inshallah. Yeah, I don't I don't think that... Um, I just wanted to check. One of the brothers actually left a comment. I don't think I can bench a book that of that size. <laughs> <laughs> Allah, oh, mate. I think you can, Allahumma Barak. I think you can. Um, but you know what's crazy? He says, "Fahada Mukhtasar." This is his summary of another book: "Al-Dhikr wa-Du'a wa-Ilaj bil-Ruqa min Kitabi wa-Sunna." That's crazy. He says that this is a summary of another book. But I wanted to just double check if he gave. Usually, in before he writes, he gives the. I, I forgot. To, I can't remember if it was this book or another book. Oh, here. Um, okay, here. This is something that's crazy about his books. Here, he says. The publishing rights of this is reserved, right? Except for anyone who wants to print it and give it out for free. Then he has complete right to do it. But with the condition, bidun hath, that he does not take anything from it or aw idafa, or he doesn't add anything to it, aw taghir, or he doesn't change anything in it. Falahu dhalik wa jazahullahu khaira. And he has the, yani, he can go print it for free. The Sheikh doesn't want any money. The Sheikh's family doesn't want any money from this. He's given the entire right away of this 2,000-page book for anyone with the condition that he prints it for free and he gives it away for free. He gives it away for free. That's the... Yeah, and you can go print his book. No problems. 2,000 pages, bro. And then uh, and then he says, Bishart, with the condition that he has to write on the actual front page, Waqf lillahi ta'ala, that this is an endowment by, for the sake of Allah that it can't be bought or it can't be sold. Yani, Imagine this is for some people this could be an entire lifetime of work. Wallah. 2000 pages of gems, right? And it's like fact checked and it's gone through word by word, gone through naql and gone through yani explanation of something you can't yeah, go down. Not anyone is, as well. He's exactly. Not a, this is know, a, a proper learned check, right? 2000 pages of his hard earned time, his his life's work. And he's saying, yeah, if you want to print it, no problems. Just say that it's a waqf on the front cover and give it out for free and you can do it. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar Kabir. This is like a 70, 80 buck book. You know what I mean? So getting this even from overseas is not easy. It's a heavy book getting about it. But anyways, but that's beyond the point. But the Sheikh was very generous in this regard. And he just wanted his books to spread for the rewards, inshallah. Uh, but subhanAllah, that's 
some crazy stuff, inshallah. Now, since we mentioned that comment, one of our listeners has said, why can't we let others borrow our books? Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> I, lo- I love this question. I, I am going to tell you one thing, my, br- my, my beloved brothers and sisters. If you want to maintain a library, and if you want to keep a library, the golden rule of thumb is you never allow anyone to take a book from your library. Because if you want to maintain that library, all of the books need to be in the library. And if the books are taken from the library, the general rule of thumb is they will never be returned and people will forget about that and then perhaps even sold. <laughs> Wallah. Yes. Okay, Sheikh Nidal, how many times have you given a book to someone to borrow? To borrow. And that book has never come back. Quite a few times. Yeah, I've learned my lesson. Or lost, like becomes lost. They're good brothers, but I just genuinely lost it. Yeah, yeah. And that, so that's, you know, I, I give them of a benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, it's your book. And sometimes it's like it's, it's the hard like this get. one, for example. If I gave that to someone yeah, and like they lost I took it. it now and I, and I moved houses. And, you know, like it's hard to get. Certain books are very Wait, hard I'm getting, I'm getting to a, replace. I'm getting sort yeah. of a panic attack just yeah. thinking about that. Sheikh Nidal, don't do that to me, yeah? yeah? Like that's just slack. I'm actually still waiting for that book. Which one? <laughs> You're hitting someone up for that book. I'm hitting him up now. Um, but that's the thing. So anyone who you give a book to, and they might be the most beautiful of people. 100%. And they, you give them a book that's close to your heart. Unless you are completely certain that you do not care if that book goes and gets missing. You know what I mean? And you say, Lilla, I'm giving this for the sake of Allah and I don't expect it to come back. Then give the book away. Because nine times out of ten, that book is never coming back. And some of them, Sheikh, have written about... Hundred percent, hundred percent. Quite yeah. interesting. Because think about this. This is the worst part of it. You come to my place, and I show you a benefit from volume thirteen from Sir Alam and Nubala, a twenty-seven, twenty-three, twenty-eight volume book, whatever it is, regardless of the book, right? A voluminous book, even if it's volume two of a book. And then you say, "Hey, man, I, I'm writing about this, or I need it for a dars. Do you reckon I can just have it for a week or two weeks?" And then I say, "Yeah, take my book. I'd love it." And then you lose the book through Qaddar Allah Masha'afa'al, whatever happens. The shaitan comes and his main target right now is that book to be lost. That's probably what it is, right? And shaitan comes and this book, book is now gone. Gonski is finished, gone. Now you haven't just ruined for me that book, you've ruined for me the entire collection. You've ruined for me the entire volume of work, 30 volumes, by ruining that one book is missing. Because now I, if I need a reference, I can't find it usually in that it's and anytime I need that reference it's always in that book that's missing. It's it's always the one that's missing. So my brothers and sisters, if someone has a library and they want to maintain their library, don't give your books away. Now there's a there is a way that you can help brothers and sisters, right? So if someone ever needs anything from my library, right? Not a problem. No, not a problem. You come and read it in my library and you don't leave my library with the book. You stay in the, in the library and you finish it. Take a picture if you want. Take a picture if you want No worries Take a picture But why do I have to give you my book? It's my book No <laughs> You know what I mean? That's Oh my god You triggered me there Sheikh But yeah No Don't ever give And this is like a golden rule Don't ever lend anyone However great Listen, they are In all seriousness Yeah no, well, I mean well, I'm not jo- I don't think You guys think I'm joking I'm what, not joking What would it take like For one week For the commentary of uh, A fortress of Muslim You go buy one <laughs> 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 you go buy it <laughs> and then you can keep it for as many weeks as you want you know what I mean I've tried this book I was looking for it for about over I a agree. year or I two I agree with you yani, for instance I have one of the only collections in Australia for the the Dar Ta'seel Hadith books in Australia I'm the o- I genuinely think I'm the only Maybe one in Australia you can quickly what, what that is 
Just quickly, quickly, briefly. We'll leave it for another episode, inshallah. There was a mashru' in, I believe it was in the 70s or 80s or 90s, Allahu alam when it was, maybe in the 90s. And the Quran printing press in Medina, the mashayikh that were, this is how it, the story was told to me by one of my sheikhs who passed away, rahmatullah uh, It was in my third semester, I was studying Jamia Tirmidhi. Now, he said to us that this is a story with this print, right? So basically the Quran printing press in Medina, they came and they had this idea that, okay, we've printed the Quran, now we're going to print the Sunnah. So what they did was they bought manuscripts from different places in the world. And the plan was that they were going to go and they were going to fact check all of the manuscripts and they were going to go and publish Bukhari, Muslim, Tirmidhi, Nasa'i, Ibn Majah, Muatta, Fathul Bari, all of these books. Amazing. But what happened was that there was some issue with the, the project and eventually what I heard happen is that one of the mashayikh, he took or he scanned or whatever the issue was. But the thing is, he went back to Egypt and or he went to Egypt and he opened a company called Dar Ta'sil. And this publishing house in Egypt, it's in Cairo, they published the books of Hadith, Bukhari in 10 volumes first, now it's I think in 8 volumes, and then Muslim, and then Nasa'i, and then Tirmidhi, and then uh, Nasa'i al-Kubra, Nasa'i al-Sughra, and Abi Dawood, and Ibn Majah, uh, sorry, Al-Mujtaba, and يعني, they did quite a lot of work. They did quite a lot of work. And Muatta Imam Malik and Muatta in the different uh, narrations from Malik. They did the different narrations from Imam Malik, Rahmatullah Alayhi. I think they've done two of them. Then they did um, uh, Ibn Jarud, Al Muntaqa. Then they did so many works. And I've heard for the last ten year, five years almost that they've they've, they've nearly finished Fathul Bari, right? But it's in my library. If anyone goes there, I've put it on the. They all have one way of printing that it's all gold. The, pub, the, the, the actual front covers, they're all gold. And it's seen as the best prints of these books, Allahu A'lam. I consider the Bukhari, that and Bayt al-Sunnah is on the top for me, right? They have the best pub prints of Sahih bukhari and Sahih Muslim as well. And they've printed it as close to the, the manuscripts as possible. So I think I'm one of the only people in all of Australia who has the entire collection, save one book. But I have the, يعني, uh, it's uh, Musnad al-Darmi. They originally printed it in three volumes and I have the one volume edition that they later printed. Um, so I'm just trying to find uh, the three volume edition. Uh, one of the brothers in the UK, he said that if I don't find it, then he will send it to me and I'm going to hold him to account to that inshallah one of these days. Um, so we're just waiting for that to come through. Um, but I have this يعني, beautiful silsila of the, of, the, of the hadith books. So now the other thing is is that if you came and you took this one book from me and now it's no longer printed, yani the Bukhari that we have. We have Bukhari. Nine vo- the 10 volume edition, you can't even find it anymore because it's the first edition. Now the second edition is in nine volumes. Now if you stole from me, oh, it took from me, sorry. <laughs> if, you st- if you took from me this volume eight and then I wanted to go and replace another volume eight, I won't be able to. Unless someone is selling a broken set or something. It doesn't happen very rarely. So you've ruined my entire collection now. I feel ya. It hurts me. It hurts me. Getting quite emotional here. I think we have to change the topic. No, but like, and then and then someone comes one time. He's like, why won't you let me borrow your book? Who are you, bro? Why do you think you, you have hat on my books? It's your book in the end of the day as well. It's my hat. It's my book. I've paid for it. I've done the hat. Bro, 
anything I have I've put in my library I, I counted it today I have over 20 shelves plus in my garage alone and then I have a library upstairs yani, my books is my pride and joy I have multiple copies of certain things that no one can find I, I take great pride in this <laughs> Inshallah the library walkthrough is coming Bi'ithnillahi ta'ala We'll do it Ahla wa sahlan fika You're more than welcome um, We'll come and record Maybe the next episode From the library Ahla wa sahlan You're or, more than welcome Or a, uh, a walkthrough first Then a, the next More than welcome uh, You know we, th- That was a plan We spoke about it We just haven't put the Steps to do it Yeah Which is to do the podcast In our libraries specific, Specifically in your library Ahla wa sahlan um, So recently What I've done Is research. in my In my Like my last post On Instagram I actually changed my upstairs library. We've got some lighting done in there and, and stuff. So now I can record from my 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 actual upstairs library. It's yeah, I mean my most important books are upstairs now because I have an office upstairs. Um and so I have my table and then my books just in in one corner and it's like my Fathul Bari's, my Sharh of Sahih Muslim, my Tuhfid al Ahwadi, my my main creme de la creme books, the books that I, if I was stuck on an island and I had this I would be happy. You know what I mean? Like, alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm content. Inshallah, my entire religion is complete in this, in these three shelves. Um, and they're just Billy shelves, the Ikea ones that they, they crack out. They're the best. So I have those upstairs, my library. So I've actually been starting to record. Um, there's going to be a lot more content coming out from, from when When this from podcast that. finally branches out, we're going to mm. get some furniture experts in here and some carpenters. What do you reckon? <laughs> but I, I genuinely think to make a library, you just need Ikea. But you know, you know, you know who's good for this. We haven't ah. mentioned him quite a while. Yeah, he Doc. Your partner, Doc. It's his hobby, Doctor. That's right, Doctor, bro, Doctor. I asked. He him. has a passion in <sighs> Look, building stuff. I love him in wood. And Doctor Amar Najarin, shout out. I love Doctor Amar. Trying to get him on. I wait, been quite busy. So what happened was that I I called Doctor Amar right. I was like the top. I've got. I've moved those, into my house. So, for those who want to know why we call him a doctor, is he's actually a podiatrist. And yeah, in bro. Australia, they can prescribe medicine. Yeah, so they, they get the title of doctor. Yeah, you know that? yeah. yeah it's foot doctor, bro. It's like, you only know how much you need a foot doctor until that you fall and you need a foot doctor, and then you'll be calling him doctor. <laughs> you, you won't be calling him doctor. You'll be calling him doctor. <laughs> okay, so I called my wood mechanic, which is Doctor Amar Najarin. Wood mechanic, I, nice. Well, I don't know what they call him, right? Woodworks galore or whatever it is. Anyways, mate, this guy, I called him. I'm Let's like, call him a najar. A najar, right? <laughs> Anyways, I call my Mister Wood Woodwork, right? I call him and I'm like, Doc. I need to come see you. He's like, yeah, yeah, come down, come down. Hectic. I'm like, oh, awesome. I'm like, look, I just moved into my place. I just got married. I, got, I moved into my place. Uh, this was like a year, two years ago, one year ago. And then I'm like to him, um, I need a, I need a, I need a table. I need a office table. You know what I mean? Get me, hook me up. Let's see what we can do. He's like, yeah, yeah, sorted. No problems. I'm like, when can I expect my table? He's like, four to eight weeks. I'm like, get out of my face. That's a good waiting time. For yeah, I'm like, what is this? He's like, we have to get the wood. We have to treat the wood. We have to polish the wood. We have to sand it down. We have to do this. It's treatment and this and this. Treatment, yes. it's, it, because it's, he's like, it's a live piece of furniture. And I'm like, Habibi, bro, I need a table. I'm studying on the floor right now. What's wrong with you? Like, I need a table. And then he's like, we can't, like, four, he, I think he said four to, um, four to six weeks, I think. So you just made your way to office works or was it? No, 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 no. <laughs> then, Ikea? Um, then after that, Maybe, maybe I didn't, Costco. no, 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 Temple and Webster, Temple, Temple and Webster, I went, got a table from there, like a marble-ish type table, and alhamdulillah, that came through within like five days, and then I think I sent him a picture, I was like, bro, four weeks later, I'm still waiting for you, bro, these guys came You've through, waiting, oh, they're, they're I made, a big wait time there. yeah, yeah, and so, 
You need a good table for any office. That's the first thing. And you need IKEA bookshelves, okay? The Billy shelves. I told you this when you were making a bookshelf for your family. Um, the IKEA bookshelves are the best things that you can buy, but there's a trick, okay? There's a life hack. You Don't get the normal 80 centimeter wide bookshelves. Get the single ones. Get the 40 centimeter wide shelves because they'll never bend. And just drill them together. And then you'll have a beautiful shelf. Get the brown color because they look really cracker. Um, don't, don't get white because the white one, I feel like, is just a bit weaker for some weird reason. But the the wood ones, the white ones. White is the worst color when you have kids. Yeah, really? 100%. Oh, I don't know. You run a mark with the crayons and Serious. the and the Yeah. Yeah, no. Nah, I, the, I yeah. couldn't. I, oi, when my library was at my brother's house for a little bit, um, I had my library there for maybe uh, three months. I opened some pages had that till today and I still find little kids' writings uh, on in pencil. My books have been attacked. Alhamd, I found it in pencil. Highlighters. Um, but they were pretty vigilant on the kids that they don't go to Ammu's library, you know what I mean? But when, when they went in, I, I walked in one time and I saw a little kid drawing on my book with a pencil. I was like, oh my God, no. I love you, but not that. <laughs> we're going to leave the, the what we really wanted to speak about today for another time, how to start a library. Maybe we'll have the next... Uh, book review podcast starting with how to start an Islamic library we can even mention some furniture recommendations yeah easy uh, secret let's lab do, chairs shout out let's do one more for you, have you ever heard of a secret lab chair a secret lab chair secret lab chair I thought you said secret lab chair no, what's secret, going on secret, here? Secret oh, sorry I became a bit Aucklandish secret, yeah. se- secret lab chair yeah have you ever heard of it no okay. In. okay a secret lab chair is the best chair you will ever sit on I personally rec- reckon on a table ever I'll put money on it what is it Actually, we won't put many gambling's haram. But still, now, a secret lab chair is a gaming chair. It's very expensive stuff. Take man, put it up on the screen, please. Oh, Let's it's, see it. It's it's actually like quite. It's heavy duty stuff. Okay. Now I've had this chair for about two years now, and this chair has not given me back ache once. Not a back pain. I can sit it's on it for three, one, four, five these, hours. These no, 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 no. None of these Herman Miller Ori types. No, no, no. What are you trying to say? This is pretty good. I'm about it. I, I, we've got a Herman Millers at the shop, yeah. right? Which is like the pre, like the best type of chairs that you can find. But these secret lab chairs, they are expensive. It's like 700, 800 bucks for a chair, bro. Right? So sometimes I bought my one for A50, I think. Um, so I get the XL one, so it's nice and wide. Because, um, you know, boy isn't, you know what I mean? I'm not, you know right, what I mean? Okay. Anyway, so it's because of my height. Okay, okay, tech man. Because <laughs> nearly two meters tall. Now, um, <laughs> so this, this secret lab chair, if I want to like do my memorization, I can actually recline my chair and just go all the way back at like almost like a bed, not fully like a bed, but it's like, Maybe I think I don't even know the degrees that it could be, but it's like it's like a real all the way back type thing, and you feel like you're like dipped down, right? I think it might be almost 180 degrees. The the seat resting, like I'm turning this. Can you like do a review for us of the chair? Maybe this is the best chair that I've ever sat on in my life, right? I I I genuinely think for a wedding present for my wife, I actually got her the pink one. I was like, yeah, like yeah, get it, get a chair. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a different type of story. But anyways, I got the the chair. This thing is unbelievable, bro. This thing, I genuinely think you need a good table, a good chair, and you need Billy shelves, IKEA, uh, t- uh, Temple and Webster, and uh, Secret Lab chair. But yeah, that and you can probably find some on Marketplace for cheaper. But anyway, that's just the difference. Okay, last book. Uh, let's uh, we get we get to the comments at the end. Yeah, some comments. Give us we'll comments. Uh, let's do the last book. Last book. Last book. Do you want to do Aqida? Do you want to do English? I think let's do one more English one. One more English. And we'll wrap up and we'll leave the Aqidah one for next, next time, time, inshallah. 
Okay, this is called Kitab al-Tathkirah. Kitab al-Tathkirah by Imam al-Qurtubi rahmatullah alayhi. Now, this is very, very awesome. This book here, I, I love this book. I was actually thinking of either teaching this or that with the... Well, I actually wanted to teach nine books, but anyways. This is one of the books that I really Shall wanted Allah to teach. Ya Rab, Ya Rab. But this is an abridged edition. In the original Arabic uh, edition, it's three volumes published by Darul Minhaj, and that's the best published. That's the best print of it that I've seen, the the one printed by Darul Minhaj in three volumes. Now, Kitab al-Tathkira is everything after, like even before death, even to be honest, it describes death, uh, everything after death, uh, the signs of the hour, even and Jannah, Jahannam. It goes through the adab of the Qabr, the adab of Jahannam. It's one of the most detailed books about the afterlife and that which comes at like the description of death and that which comes close to death from the signs of the hour. Now, the thing with the three-volume edition is that it has a lot of narrations that are weak and there might be some repetition. There might be some repetition. So what the brothers from Hikmah Pubs, and again, best I reckon in the world at the moment in, in translation, and publication of Islamic books is Hikmah Publications and Authentic Statements in America, in Philadelphia and, and America. Um, Kitab al-Tathkira, what they've done in this book is they've taken a lot of the narrations that are weak and a lot of the repetition out and they've produced it in a beautiful way and the translation is very easy to read. It's a very good level of English. And I genuinely think that this is awesome that you get the lub, you get the ben- max benefit that you can from the book while having a summary of the book. Kitab al-Tathkira by Imam al-Qurtubi, 671 Hijri, uh, 671 after the death of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And I think this is one of the, the nicest things to read when it comes to uh, death and anything to do with death. Excellent. Um, this looks very good. Now, uh, I don't want to don't don't, don't annoy you. I think there was a Darab Qutub al-Miyah. No, don't do that. Don't do that to me, bro. You should keep far away from. It's another story. Do you remember that one? That was, I think it's one of the, Allah wrote the brothers, but it's probably one of the worst books printed that I've come across. It's probably the worst. Trans- is it? Was it? Was, was yeah. that? Is am I right? Yeah. Yeah, just I just want to be yeah. sure. It's. Fi- uh, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So this is Alhamdulillah they've done it and it's uh, a huge upgrade on. No, but the I'm thing is, that's beautiful about this. All the narrations that I hear are from the Kutub Sitta. Uh, straight out. What? Do you, what? Are you a fan of how the font is spaced out? There? Love it. Absolutely love it. Enough what, space to that? enough space to write. Enough space to is, highlight. Yeah. Do you think they can fit more in? No, no, no. I like it spaced out. It's more in. It's more like Yishrah has like Yishrah has sadr like you. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know what I mean? It's too constricted. It's yeah. when it's, when something's jam packed on a page. It, it's more anxiety inducing when there's so much going on when the font is tiny. This opens your heart, bro. This opens. It's easier to read. It's less on the page. Ayata in Arabic, but the hadith aren't. This is my. This is something that I always. Yeah, they do that. They do that. I don't like places, that. The um, they haven't got the check-in of the hadith. They don't. No, That's, but most. No, but look. Tell is numbered. Yeah. They gave. They give you the numbers, mm. but it's from the Kutub Sitta. Okay, they've taken the ones outside of the Kutub Sitta out, and yes. most of it. Look at go through the pages now. Most of it is Bukhari and Muslim. Yes. Most of it is Bukhari and, and Muslim. Which is the Sunan, so. <laughs> yeah, let's show the chair, Jamal. I mean, Techman. Let's show. Wait, it. Let me see which. Let me see which ones you guys are putting up, but because you know what I mean. There's there's quite a lot. Excellent. Looks good. It's abridged, as you said. Yeah. There so it's 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 a summary of it. Which is very very good, good stuff. Okay, it's gonna be a, it's gonna I think be delayed coming up here, tech man. Maybe you can. It's gonna be quite delayed here. Now, uh, as 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 we're waiting. Actually, you um, know what? We'll just show in my chair. As we're waiting. I might have lost those uh, comments now. 
Might have lost those comments now. I had quite a few comments here in the chat. So, oh, they're gone. Can you? I need those comments again. Oh, there we go. There it is. I have, have a quite a... There you go. Yeah, so no, I don't like the PU one. Don't get that. The PU ones are, are horrible because they make your back hot. Right? There's leather. It's a, That's PU leather. So what that does is that it's as if you're on fake leather. But the actual problem with fake leather is that it makes your back hot and that you can't sit on it for too long because it like, creates sweat. That's right. And it's a bad environment to be in. You need the fabric ones, bro. It's called the soft leather 2.0 fabric. Yeah, that's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. That's the one that is, I think it's even cheaper than this PU leather okay. one. As, as the tech man gets us, uh, the rest of the comments, the uh, rest of the comments, uh, please, uh, tech man from Facebook and YouTube. I've got some other ones. Yeah. Um, here we go. Uh, okay. Regarding lending out, I think um, letting others borrow. Plus, you value the knowledge more when you when you're you vested in your own book. Hundred percent. Good comment. Um, I always find an online PDF version and send it to them to read or link the site to buy one. Okay, so good see, suggestion. I I'm going to cop a lot of smack for this. We're gonna we have to speak about that topic one day in more detail regarding PDFs because there's another comment about PDFs. But if I mention, I think you're going to fall out of your chair. Tell me what is it. Um, no, nah, tell me what. Uh, tell me right I now what they it. said. Can I get, there we go. Brother Abdullah, he says, Ustaz, don't you think we should get used to PDFs, databases, online libraries, etc.? You're not going to have 10,000 books in your home library at the end of the day. Should I <laughs> <laughs> You've actually triggered him. Brother Abdullah, you've triggered him. I know what you mean, but there's something about having a library. I don't, like a PDF for me is like a last resort, breaking case of emergency. Nah, he's probably pulling my leg, yeah? I don't know. He's probably pulling my leg. No, nah, he, he thinks, nah, he's, I think he's serious. Nah, nah, nah. Bro, relax. Nah, nah. He won't be, he won't do that. And regarding lending as well, mate, before we get back to that comment, not everyone you lend it to will know how special a book can be to one's heart. Good, yeah, but even comment. if you tell them, like, this is this is the most important book to my heart, they'll be like, yeah, hey, it's just a book. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, I get totally get that. But okay, so look, should we get used to PDFs? No, absolutely not. Do not get used to PDFs. For three reasons. I'll give you three. Not one, not two. Three reasons. The first reason is you are harming by the use of PDFs of books that are readily available for you to purchase. You are harming the chance of a future book being made. How? Is because if يعني, there is a whole system, there's a chain. A person is paid to do some work. And then that book gets published by a, a, a publisher who doesn't have to print that book. They have a million books that they can print, but they chose this work to print. And so then that book goes into printing and then after that, within three days, the PDF is revealed. And then after that, the person who got paid, he got paid, khalas, he's done. But then the publisher was like, we put, we put all this money in this book and no one's no one's buying it. Why? Because the PDF's available. So khalas, why do we ever need to print out this book again? So then it's going to affect their sales and it's going to affect the, the way that they do business. And it's going to affect, yani, I know publishing houses that have gone completely bankrupt. Completely, because why? PDFs ruin their business. I know one project that took 15 years to do. 15 years to do. And they did not authorize the PDFs to go online. Within three days, oh no, within 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 seven days, the entire publication was online. PDF, done, finished. Yeah. In, a, in your honest opinion, yeah. do you think with, with the market now for ebooks yeah. and the like, and, you know, is that change things or no. not really? No, not at all. So look, you think about this, your Quran that you, when you think of, you're going to go to the masjid and you're going to read a Quran on the 27th night, say, let's just make it cultural for everyone, right? 
Everyone, everyone in the area goes to the Masjid on the 27th. Special night. Special night, right? Potentially one of the Qadriya. potential days of Laylatul Qadr. But they usually, the 27th is usually where everyone tries to stay over there, stay at the Masjid. No. It's unfortunate, but let's just say that's what's happened, right? It's because it could be in any of the 10 nights. It could be in the 21st, the 23rd, the 25th, the 27th. What you do on the 27th, you should do on the 29th. You should do on the 25th. You should do on the 23rd. But that's the night that everyone goes to the Masjid. So do you think that the person who thinks, I'm going to take my, my Quran, right? Do you think they're going to take the Kindle? Or they're going to take their physical Quran. Quran is different, but seriously, it's just it's still a book. It's a book. It's it but shows. It's, it's the book. It's the I mean. book, right? Which shows you how you're going to deal with the rest of the books. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? So there's you're always going to need a physical copy. Always going to need a physical copy. Um, look, that's what I genuinely think. That's not going to change anything. The Kindle or the the Renaissance of uh, regardless if you 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 think regardless if they buy it. Online, because you know you can buy buy them online now. Yeah? A lot of a lot of the books you can buy online, is but not not. Darussalam the English, have not, that option yet. Oh, Darussalam does, but not our Darussalam, but like the publishing Darussalam. Yes. But they affect. Yeah, I need like so. Okay, so the way that you purchase it online is cheaper than how much a business will have to purchase it from the publisher. How is that fair to the publisher or the business that's going to purchase the book? Brother Abdullah says sorry, Ustaz, but I generally believe that. Okay, so the ten thousand uh, PDF comment. Okay, so the ten thousand PDF or 10, comment. Ten thousand books. So. Yeah. No one is required to have 10,000 books, 100%, right? And I genuinely think that the way that it's going to move forward is that slowly, slowly, these books are not going to be found anymore. Slowly, slowly, a lot of these books will not be printed anymore. The big wasn't there a revival during the lockdown, mm. during the COVID of period of reading and purchasing books? There was, but I'm saying, in we're talking about specifically Arabic right now. Yes. Okay, because... The 10,000 references are to 10,000 10, Arabic books. So slowly, slowly, you will not find access these, to these Arabic books. A lot of my books that I have, you can't find prints of them anymore. They're not printed anymore. Khalas, it's done. So there's one issue where if a book is not available, then you go and find the PDF. No problems. Go find a PDF because the publishing house is gone. Uh, personally, a PDF has never, ever stopped me from buying a book. Yeah, that's I, another I would issue. never use a PDF unless I can't get my hands on the book and I need it. Okay, the second issue that I have with the PDFs is how many a time has someone been using a PDF and the page selection, if they're trying to get to a certain page, it's like the most horrible experience because the page numbers don't link up with the page number of slides. Have you ever experienced that? No, yes, that's right. And also another issue is that, you know, no book is perfect after the Quran. Mm. The Quran is perfect. Uh, there's mistakes. There's going to be mistakes in books. When you got a PDF, that's basically saved it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, never going to be changed. The, the new edition, as what authors normally do, they update, they correct the mistakes. Yeah. And, and, and the so like. look, um, we're not saying to have all of your library because the, the radical thing, there were some people when the PDF movement came out, they sold their entire libraries. And they were asked five years later, what do you think about that? Yeah, any decision of selling their libraries? Like there was the greatest regret that we've ever had. I know people have downsized. I know people who have downsized. Yeah, downsized. Yeah, I know one of the mashayikh in, in Australia. He was like, because he travels between here and the Emirates, he was like, I just got an iPad. I got a pro, like a mad, massive iPad. And most of my books are on there. But he's like tech savvy, mashallah. Yeah, 100%. Right? So you can't expect everyone to be tech savvy like that as well. That's another issue. And, and you some, can't be carrying do, your books as some well. Some do have that reason with room as well, small house. A small house. Put the but, books, uh, like yeah. if you're traveling, then again, that's another issue. But if you have a library, yani I'm telling you from my experience, I'm obviously just a one person. I studied my Islamic studies because of my dad's li- library. Oh, very well. 
I went to Medina because I wanted to read. As a child, I saw the library. It filled the wall. And I was like, I want to learn how to read this. Listen, I heard this from our Sheikh, Sheikh Abbas Hakal Hawaini, Hafizullah. The difference in a research paper today mm. and a research paper, say, 30, 40 years ago, mm. a student is doing a research on a topic. Mm. Topic A. He has to access the books, has to find everything, mm. then get to know the books, source it, have the prints available, puts the essay forward or the research paper forward. Mm. Our time, the student may gather more information, it may be even more correct in terms of sourcing, but it's all cut and paste. Yeah. So look, I know some mashayah. Who is going to be of stronger in what they benefited themselves mm. in that regard? And that's by accessing books and, 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 and sourcing the books. We're not saying there's anything wrong with using online and the rest, but it's a different different world. So so like the most famous Arabic database is Maktab al-Shamila, right? Al-Shamila. Is that still going? They're yeah, still updating? Of course. Yeah, they're still off going. Off, 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 uh, they're still going on, especially the, the Nuskha of uh, Masjid al-Nabawi. So my, our sheikhs would use that Right, which is online PDF galore. That's what it is, right? You search something up, you can find the the, the exact hashia wherever they have it is. An, an app, an official app, or not yet? They they it's very clunky. It's very it's horrible. The website it's, is it's, it's very bad. Yeah, it's very yeah, it's very clunky. Um, so Al Mashayikh would use that, but that would not be tool number A. That would be tool number B. Right? That would be tool that would that's in the arsenal of things that you use. I'm not saying completely write off all PDFs. I'm saying use them, but your asal should be books. 100%. Your main your focus initially should be books. And I genuinely think anyone with a library will never regret having a library. We'll read the final few comments and we'll wrap it up. Uh sister says, Alhamdulillah for the fortress of of the Muslim in the bigger size, I am blind as a bat. Yeah. You're not the only one. Yeah. Uh, uh brother I think it's uh, Brother Liban Ali. Uh, Assalamu alaikum. A few episodes Salaam. back, you said you would do a review of the Sira book you were you were reading. Ooh. Would you still be doing that? Yes, we would. And what definitely. was the book called? It you was know, called Al Fusul chapters uh, by Ibn Kathir. Um, inshallah, we're definitely going to do that. It's just time has. Got I'll give you an update. I've been using it for for some Sira classes. How do you find it? Excellent overall. I've got some feedback. Some, yeah. You know, um, but I've been I'm up to the Medina period Battle of Badr. Yeah, and I've been cross-referencing it with the Arabic, yeah, and listening to a commentary from Shahadrazak al Badr, excellent. But obviously, when you when you when you listen to it or read yeah, it or Arabic. study it with the commentary of the Sheikh, it's a different, especially yeah. Shahadrazak al Badr. Fifty, hundred, hundred lessons or fifty-seven lessons. Uh, I know it's fifty. Fifty, 50 minimum, something lessons. Minimum yeah. fifty. Yeah. I think um, Battle of Badr was less than fifteen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think it was sixteen. I, I think 50. it's got in forty or. F- or 30, what do you mean 30? No, 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 I think it might be 50. 50? I think it might be 50 lessons. Potentially, yeah. yeah. But so so far, the book is excellent. It's excellent. I just have, I have, I have some critical points about some things. That's there, there are, there are some things, yeah. Um, about certain things that were added into the book that shouldn't have been. Um, yes. But inshallah, we're going to get to it. It's still the best theater in the world, but hands down. It's one of the b- best ones. I generally think it's the best. I'm putting it up there. In, t- in terms of English? English. Yeah, the English is quite good. It's amazing. Excellent translation. It's, it's a wonderful translation. Um, but I gotta say, there's one one massive piece of clarification that needs to be printed for anyone. A disclaimer needs to be made for anyone who purchases it. 
whoever comes to the shop, I tell them about it. Just don't read from here to here. It's nothing to do with the actual Ibn Kathir's works. It's what's been yes, ad- added by the publisher, and yeah. it was unnecessary, and it shouldn't have been done. 100%. Uh, you know, speaking about other Muslims, may Allah yeah. forgive them and, and, and guide them to that which is best for them in this world. Yeah, like, but it's like got next. nothing to do with Sira. It's got nothing to do with your, your internal politics in the UK. 100%. has nothing to do with what we got to do. But 100%. we'll talk about that. That's what uh, downgrades the, you know, just, the overall yeah. package of the book. Yeah. But are, I'm always skeptical to recommend it to someone because I don't want them to read it. Sadly, it's not only that book. Like it's yeah, and we've had it many times yeah. over the years, as as you know. Mm. Sadly, we've come to the end of tonight's episode. Another fascinating episode, very beneficial. Uh, we didn't expect to speak about certain things, but we did. Alhamdulillah. Were well, there and any questions? And did it we miss good. any questions? Um, I, I think I've run out. I've lost the connection to the comments. So I'm only getting them sent from the tech tech man. Um, You're in what trouble. book does the Sheikh suggests in English about the life of the Salaf. I think we recommended that before, but maybe we can mention I, it again. I f- first start with the, the Salaf of the, the Sahaba. First start off with the one that we recommended, I think, two weeks ago. The Men Who Met, met the Messenger. It's a very big book, over 800. It's available in the uh, bookstore. It's available, yeah. it's available in the shop. It is expensive, I'm not going to lie to you. We only have, I think, six copies left. Um, it's not going to last very long, but... Um, that's probably the best place to start and then after that book The Virtuous Woman finish those two and then after that come back to us and we'll, we'll tell you what to read after that inshallah but those two is because who are the Salaf? The Salaf my brothers and sisters they start off with the companions it's not Ibn Taymiyyah it doesn't start off with Ibn Taymiyyah right? the Salaf is the pious predecessors right? so it's the three generations that we mentioned last week the, the Sahaba the Tabi'een the Atba' the Sahaba, those who took from the Sahaba and those who took from the students of the Sahaba. And then the Salaf is those who followed in their way. Like, for instance, 700 years later, Shaykh al-Islam and Taymiyyah and others. But there's like this massive link in between, right? So you have, for instance, the scholars like Ibn Abdul Bar, you have the scholars of Tafsir like Imam al-Tabari, like Imam, uh, uh, Imam al-Qurtabi. You have all of these يعني, giants of knowledge in between as well. So there are, يعني, the first focus point though of the Salaf would be what? The Sahaba. Because that's who, يعني, where you want to get back to. So focus on the Sahaba. Focus on the Sahaba. Focus on the Sahaba. Make sure you know the Sahaba. Make sure you're able to quote me things from their lives easily, right? Understand, not just read the book. I'm saying memorize as many quotes as you can, things about their lives. How many of the Sahaba do you know? Just their names. If you don't know more than 30, 40, 50 names of the Sahaba, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. If you don't know your companions. These are the companions of the Prophet Your fathers, man. What else do you want? These are the people who gave you the Quran. You're so you're so thankful for the Quran. These are the ones who gave you the Quran because they took it from the Prophet and then they orally transmitted it to those after them, and they gave us the Sunnah. These are the keys to the Prophet right? And whoever loves them, we love them, and whoever hates them, we hate them. This is from يعني, the Aqidah of the Salaf. This is from the Aqidah of Ahl Sunnah al Jama'ah. This is something that's agreed upon, and whoever hates them, we hate them. Any one of the companions, speaking one of them. If you, يعني, what the scholars have said, if you see someone talking about one companion, then know that that person is a zindiq, a heretic. Right? So the salaf, يعني, start off with the companions, and then from the tabi'een, but start off with the companions first. That's the yeah, best thing. The men who men the messenger, and the virtuous, the, no, the noble life of the illustrious women. Any final comments before we wrap it up? Tomorrow, fast. Yom Arafah. Then understand that it's a day that you have to make a lot of dhikr. A lot of dhikr, a lot of du'a. Make, have a plan, a systematic plan for, for Arafah, 
right? So like have a time where you make dua for yourself, a time where you make dua for your wife, a time where you make dua for your kids, a time where you make dua for your brother. I'm not saying this is a sunnah. I'm not saying this is like um, this is how you should. I'm saying this is how to make it systematic from personal experience. This helps you be fixing on focused on your goals in what you want to make dua for so you don't lose how what do i make dua for next right so then have a time after that that you make dua for your siblings then for your extended family then for your work then for your knowledge then for your health then for your just keep going like that right so have an actual systematic approach to your your dua on this day because then you understand that you have to ask allah for everything Ask Allah for everything. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he says, Ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala for everything, even if it was for your shoelace, if it were to break. Wow, Excellent advice. Ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala for everything. So come back to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala through dua and dhikr this, this arafah and may it be the best arafah that you've had. Amen. Ya Rab. Uh, we'd like to thank the Sheikh for being with us today. We'd like to remind our listeners that we will be on 107.9 FM until July 1st. So please tune in on the days of Eid and Ayyam al-Tashriq on 107.9 FM in Sydney. For those out of Sydney, download the Albayan Radio app Google Play Store, Apple App Store, or albayan.com.au. Don't forget to pray Eid in the park, pray at outdoors, many locations available t- this year. Bankstown, Louisa Reserve, the Velodrome at Bass Hill, 8.15 sharp on Wednesday. Uh, Wollongong University Sports Hub, 7.45 sharp. New South Wales in Liverpool, Woodward Park of Hoxton Park Road, uh, 7.45 sharp. Campbelltown, Minto, Netball Courts, Redfern Road, Minto, uh, 7.45 on Wednesday. For more information, go to eatinthepark.org.au. Is that right, Tech Man? Eatinthepark.org.au or go to the ASWJ Australia Facebook page. And for all those watching and listening or wherever you may be, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Very busy the last few months, our YouTube channel, Alhamdulillah, Al Bayan Radio Australia, where you can catch all our programs, all our playlists, plenty of Sheikh Farhan reminders as well and plenty of these programs and, and other programs. So uh, share it, like it, spread it, far and wide, barakalafikum, and don't forget to download the Albanian Radio app. And until next time, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. This program was presented by Albanian Radio, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah.